Good news, everybody. It's another episode of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk here on CKCC Radio, episode 354, as a matter of fact. I am your host, Chris O'Malley, and I am joined by my partner in crime, Dan Peck. Even better news, people. Glenn's not here. Oh, wow. And there's the truth. We dropped the third host, and he's happy about it. WTF, dude. I said get the G out. Well, goddamn. Well, goddamn, son. Anyway. Yes, uh, Glenn will be, according to his updates on his work schedule, more than likely we probably won't see him until we start doing SummerSlam content. So, for those of you pining for more Glenn, you're going to have to wait. But maybe we'll be nice and let some of those patrons of ours cash in some co-host spots and join us every now and again to talk about stuff. Or who knows, maybe I'll just reach out to a member of the community and be like, hey, yo, come join us. And they'll be like, oh, cool. Um, but it has to be a member of the community that uh, will not have issues, audio issues. On the show. So, for those of you who wanted to hear Denzel again, <laughs> that will not be happening. I mean, I don't even know what's going on with him since then. So, maybe he'd be a great guest right now. He might be. Know. He might be. We talk about Animal Crossing every now and again. But he doesn't seem to be super active in the group anymore. Which is... It is what it is. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, uh, so we actually had some very big CKCC radio news this week. So instead of actually just doing doing generic plugs, we actually have real stuff to talk about. Not only did two new podcasts join our rankings, but I finally got this freaking show on Apple. That only took literally almost half the year. Because every single time they had an issue with the RSS feed, or they had an issue with the image, or they had some kind of issue, and then finally I did it, and they're like, we'll submit this. And then today, I was just like, oh, let's uh, let's bring up podcasts on Apple, because I just finished up uh, catching up on the Jericho and Cornette stuff, and I look up CKCC Radio, and it's the first thing. I, I do CKCC, and it's the first thing, and I'm like, huh. And it's like 70-something episodes. I'm like, we got everything, and there's, there it is. So we finally freaking won that battle. So now, when I say that we, you can listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes slash Apple. Huzzah! I'm going to work on, I'm going to get us onto uh, iHeartRadio now. Because iHeartRadio, I mean, yeah, we have plenty of episodes at this point. Yeah, iHeartRadio won't take you unless you have five episodes. And well, we have, we have seventy-eight right now. <laughs> As I'm noting right now, because one of our brand new shows that you were about to throw to the Board to Death Bridge Cast with one of our wonderful patrons and long time, long time, long time, actually not even a long time first time, Jay Winger and his buddy going through some stuff. They already have five episodes up. It's been less than a week. They are madmen. Well, to be fair, 
three of them were before from before. <laughs> All five of those happened before they officially joined yeah. the rankings. In fact, uh, as Jay Winger told me, um, he wanted to wait until they had five in the can before he suggested coming on the channel. And I thought that was very nice and admirable of him, but completely unnecessary because I would have taken him right from the get-go. I mean, I get it. You want to get you want to get past the awkward first couple episodes, get your thing going, because they had an awkward first episode. But so have we all. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I don't even want to go back and listen to the first Club Cafe podcast when it was just Club Cafe podcast, because I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna hate everything I do. I'm gonna hate everything I say. I'm gonna hate the fact that I'm speaking through a rock band microphone and not my Blue Yeti. It's going to sound terrible. There's going to be audio issues because we did have audio issues. Remember, we recorded like 20 minutes of content and then Pat was like, LOL, this isn't recording and we had to start over. Oh, recording back before, like, we were just like, fuck it, let's just do OBS. Like, we're doing a video show. Yeah. But don't, but only put like the logo on there. Like, it was, it was awful. And we were trying to record. We were on Skype and we were, like, on, we were on Skype TV. Yeah. And then, all- like, we did the um, Google Hangouts. And then, oh, Google Hangouts were huge audio files, and then the sound effects, and then I remember like that was cool for like two weeks, and then everybody started complaining about them. And I was just like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? We we finally found a good formula. Like this, to me, this is the best way of doing this is to just is to do it this way. I think Discord and OBS have been the most fail-safe ways of recording that we've ever used. So. I'm down with that, and I don't. We're on care. about a year and a half of doing it, so. Now, of course, Dan, the best best method would be if you and I were sitting in the same room with a microphone without worrying about internet connection, mm-hmm. and just talking. But uh, that ain't never going to happen unless you decide to move to Pennsylvania. Or I decide to move to North Carolina. Yep. But let's do let's do all our shout outs here because I want to give our two new shows a big shout out. But I, I want to go through the whole thing here because we have a lot of shows now. Other, of course, in Club Cafe Wrestle Talk, I have my other shows. The Stupid Sexy Podcast, where Dan and I review every Simpsons ever. Uh, we might do two or three episodes this weekend for the three-day weekend and also to catch up because there wasn't a new episode last weekend. So I was like, well, why don't we do that? And we're already behind because of me where we missed like a month of possible new episodes. By the way, so. I am incorrect. There's 79 things on our feed. Um, I guess it's just they, they come in disordered sometimes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so we got The Simpsons Show. Uh, Chris Ranks the Universe, which will be miniseries-based. It'll show up. We'll do some episodes. It'll disappear while I prepare for the next big ranking. Uh, I probably should be one in early to mid-June. Probably, because I'm going to do Star Wars. I'm going to start getting those rewatched. And I think I I decided I'm just going to do a full series rewatch just for the hell of it. And also because I have successfully convinced my wife to at least watch the Hayden Christensen prequels so because she actually has seen episode one so i'm not going to subject her to that a second time but i want her to at least try the two hayden christensen movies because she likes him and i think she might actually get some enjoyment out of that i'm not going to subject her to anything else though but i'll be my watching that recently my rewatched everything <laughs> yeah but dan i'm doing everything <laughs> you know i'm doing everything because i'm not gonna you know what Ron Swanson says, right? You never ever half-ass two things; you whole-ass one thing. I'm gonna whole-ass well, everything. I'm not. 
Western well, was Ewoks or the Star Wars holiday special. Well, Jeff Trellowitz did uh, did the Disney stuff with me, and he hadn't seen all those movies, but he didn't have to. You don't have to have seen everything. It's my ranking. You just have to be there to react to it and possibly even do your own list. That'll be the same thing when we do uh, we do MCU, which, by the way, uh, shout-outs to all these new podcast hosts. A lot of them want in on the MCU, so that might be a five-person effort, which might be a little ridiculous, but... Or you might just do different people every episode. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe, but I also want people to get their, their opinions in. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, you don't have to do every episode, of course. Uh, of course, I mentioned Jeff Trellowitz. He's got two shows on CKCC Radio. Uh, Real Paranormal Talk, his newest episode, was talking about hauntings at Disney, which I thought was really fascinating. And I don't know how to react to his story about having those visions about the kid dying. Because I've never had a vision like that. And he's like, what's your feedback? And I'm like, I don't really know. I honestly don't know how I feel about that. But the, the Legend of George at Pirates of the Caribbean, I can attest to, has been confirmed by people who work there. That if you didn't say good morning to George, uh, the ride would just not work during the day. Supposedly at the Living at the Land ride, we had something similar with the animatronic dog, where if you didn't pet him and say good morning to him, the ride wouldn't work. But I never, ever got to open that part of the track to do that part because I totally wasn't going to do it because I wanted to see what would happen because I'm a sadist like that. But never got my opportunity to break the ride. Also, uh, ranking tracks with Jeff Trellowitz. And forgive me, I... I'm spacing on the last episode that he did. I'm actually going to be be nice and look it up right here. Unless you want to, because apparently you had the whole thing in front of you. I don't. I must have listened to it. Uh, his Quote, last... Unquote, 19... to it. There it is. Uh, Van Halen's 1984. Oh, there you go. Yes. He also said... Oh. Uh, I also like when he asks, uh, who's your favorite Van Halen? David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? Or is it Gary Sharon? He goes, I'm oh, just kidding. That's nobody's favorite. By the way, uh, patrons of Club Kayfabe will be getting a bonus ranking tracks exclusive to you. Oh, are they? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I am not privy to this information. You are not, but as a host, perhaps there's a secret society that I will be more than happy to share that with you. Perhaps. uh, Now, you guys know the first... Walt Disney Adventurers group or whatever the fuck exactly uh the first of every month you get motivational moves with mr adrian cotton to get you ready for your month guess what it's almost already time bro may May is actually flying by in fact it'll be two mondays from now yeah it ends next sunday not the one in a couple days but the one after because because guess what june 1st is actually a monday (laughs) so this is the earliest memorial day can be pretty much yeah Literally, yeah. Because any any uh, any other difference, it wouldn't happen. And then, uh, as mentioned, of course, we're getting the backlog of J Bunny's Music Hub up on the site. And there are two new episodes you can view. Episode 40 and episode 41, which were both quarantine-themed episodes. Both of those were actually able to air brand new to CKCC Radio as the backlog continues to go up. So eventually you'll have the entire deal there. So now let's do our new shows. As Dan already mentioned, the Bored to Death Binge Cast with Jay Winger, longtime loyal patron, 
member of the group. He's actually appeared on this podcast before. Jay actually came up with the binge idea with a couple of friends and was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna do this show. We're gonna, we're gonna get it out there." And then he was gonna come to me and present the idea and be like, "We want to be part of the the channel." So his first five episodes that had already been recorded, we put one up each day. And I believe he said, as we record this, I believe he's working on episode six now. So you'll be seeing that pretty soon. Uh, in his first episode, he did The Big Show Show, which Dan has already reviewed. He did mm-hmm. a three-part series for My Hero Academia. And then, of course, uh, Castlevania Season 1 was the newest episode. That one I'm really... I haven't listened to that one yet, but I'm really interested in that because Dan and I have both seen that. Yes, sir, indeed. I gotta, and I've gotta. i seen Season 2, and I've seen Season 3. Nice. i got to do a whole rewatch there because I'm uh, behind on my Castlevania. But, uh... Because I never actually finished Season 2. So, I think I'm just going to sit down and do a whole... Castlevania binge at one point. Just enjoy it. And then I'm very excited to announce brand new podcast, United We Fan, the podcast. Mark Adams, who you heard on Chris Ranks the Universe, joined up with his buddy Brian Lee, and they brought us a brand new nerdcast. In fact, this is actually our first nerdcast on this channel. So this will probably be the exclusive nerdcast. And the introductory episode, and then episode one, so the introductory episode was like 12 minutes or so. Uh, yeah, just shy of 13 minutes. Mark and Brian just introduced themselves and gave you an idea of all the stuff that they were going to nerd out over, including, but of course not limited to, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, The Office, Parks and Rec, and the last logo I can't see because the picture's too small. I actually have to open the, the the dealie here. Yeah, I can't see it. Sorry. My eyesight kind of sucks, and I'm like, I can't remember what the last thing is. But then they did their first episode where they talked about the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Have you listened to that episode, Dan? No, I have not. not yes. It's fun, because they talk about... Uh, they, they specifically talk about what how the Spider-Man movies got a lot of comic book mainstream appeal out there and how it opened the door to basically give us what became the Marvel Cinematic Universe and more DC stuff and make more comic book movies mainstream. They also talk about the horror elements that Sam Raimi worked in because he was a horror director. They ranked the Bruce Campbell cameos in all three movies. Uh, it's it's a really good episode and really made me want to go back and rewatch those movies. They talked about which one's their favorite, uh, how the villains work, how they like Tobey Maguire, how they enjoyed the casting. Um, Pizza time. And of course, they mention our favorite character in the movies. Oh, yeah. I got you for three minutes. Because how did we used to get ready for our podcast, Dan? How do, how were we able to know that that everybody was ready to record? We would do bone saws and bone saw. <laughs> That's right. We would all go. We would all get bone saw, which meant bone saw is ready. Because bone saw is ready. Of course he is. He's super ready. 
And I want to give those these guys shout outs here. They're uh they have been doing some killer numbers on our channel. There is definitely a vested interest in the United We Fan podcast. Uh they're actually out doing Club Kayfabe Russell talk right now. So what the hell? Well Guess you we gotta bury somebody. Well, no, it's it's nerd stuff and we're just the wrestling guys, so I'm a nerd. Yes. I'm a ner- <laughs> nerds. Nerds. But yes, uh, so great stuff happening on CKCC Radio, and you have lots of options to listen to us now. And of course, Podbean doesn't tell the full story because it doesn't record how many people are listening on Spotify and now Apple, which I know is going to open us up to a lot of stuff. So... And thank you to our new subscribers on Podbean. However you guys would like to subscribe to us is okay with us. If you want to give us the Podbean subscription, that's great. If you'd rather just follow us on Spotify or follow us on Apple Podcasts, you are more than welcome to do so. However you follow this channel. And, you know, I don't expect everybody to listen to every single piece of content because not everybody's going to be wrestling fans. Not everybody's going to care about every album that Jeff does. Not everybody's going to care about every musical artist that Jason interviews. And not everyone's going to care about every TV show that Jay Winger and his crew review. So I get it. Episodes are going to have are going to have different different takes, different stuff. But uh, but I think United We Fan could really unite the channel because after all. It's a nerdcast. Who can't relate to a, a good old-fashioned nerdcast? Non-nerds. <laughs> nerds! Exactly. Nerds get spanked with moon rocks. <laughs> oh, did you see the... Uh, have you seen the new Rick and Morty episodes? Yes. Okay, did you see the Vat of Acid? Yes. Oh my god, I cannot, we we cannot stop quoting it at my job, like me and my coworker who are Rick and Morty fans. We cannot stop making comments about the acid. <laughs> I, I think you can't do it. Fuck you, Morty, I can do anything! Uh, it doesn't seem to be a way out of this. Except... Oh no. Acid. <laughs> not, oh, acid. oh no, not the acid. Fantastic. And have you seen any of the... Are you caught up on Harley Quinn at all? Yes. I even okay. watched today's episode. No, I haven't seen tonight's yet. I have Because I will have to wait till tomorrow. But I did catch up and watch the one from last week with the super awkward kiss and then nothing over the end credits. And I was just laughing my ass off at that. Well, this episode's about it. About dealing with that. Which is awesome. And... How does Harley deal with this? Not well. <laughs> That's awesome. And I finally got all the villagers that I want on my island because I got my buddy Bob. Bob is now an official member of the Kayfabe Island. He was my GameCube neighbor, my old GameCube village, which was called Jericho because, of course, it was. And, yeah, walls. And Bob was always my favorite villager. Now, thanks to an amiibo card, I was able to get Bob to successfully move onto my island. And Bob is, well, I can't say he's my favorite neighbor because Dom is there and Dom's pretty awesome. Dom also lives on Glenn's Island. 
my bighorn well, sheep what, jock. Is, is he like doing the seasonal residences thing? Like he's Ted DiBiase? No. Yep, these guys are permanent. And if any of them try to move, I'm going to shoot that shit down real quick. Because I got... My my two main villagers were Sherry, the monkey, and Dom, the bighorn sheep. And then uh, I have Kit, the kangaroo, Pom Pom, the duck. Pom Pom wants to be a movie star. And she wants to be a singing sensation. Pom Pom! Then I have Klaus, the Roman bear, whose entire house is just a big bathroom. He has multiple toilets and a hot tub. And he'll just, like, go and just sit on the toilet while you're visiting him. It's really weird. I have Becky, who's a purple rooster. She's pretty cool. And then I have Kyle the wolf, and he's obsessed with monster energy drinks. Actually, Kyle's house is pretty kick-ass because he's basically a struggling musician. He's got a TV camera, all these guitars and amps and a big piano, and his bed is literally just cardboard boxes. (laughs) And then uh, then I have the cats. I have Kitty... The female cat, Raymond, the, the the business cat. He's got multicolored eyes. He's always in a he's always in a shirt and tie, and he's got big glasses. And his house is office themed. It looks like he's got like the big desk in the front. It's got a a big whiteboard with projections on it and fax machines. And then Bob's house is awesome because Bob's house is like a little kid's house. It's got it's everything's multicolored. He's got toy boxes and everything, and all he does is talk about wanting to be basically be lazy and eat snacks which is why bob is the best so there wasn't a lot of wrestling news this week which is why i tried to kill as much content there as possible but dan why don't we do some trivia oh yeah i am Geralt of trivia after all the trivia master i am a master of trivia so last week's question was who won global tag league this year, as in 2020, yes, there was wrestling this year. Remember when there was wrestling, like back in January and February? I mean, technically, they're still wrestling because WWE and AEW are still going. AEW's got a pay per view next week. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, so who like who won their tag tournament earlier this year? Actually, you may be surprised to know. I actually don't remember. It was El Eo del Dr. Wagner Jr. and his partner, Rene Dupree. That's right. Didn't we talk about that? And we were just like, and I was shocked that Rene Dupree was actually still wrestling. I feel like they, we may have done that. If you look at a modern picture of him, you'll have no idea it was him, unless it was Tony. Yeah, because he looks like one of those shitty creator wrestlers that, that you just whip together to have a wrestler. Because he's got, like, really odd place tattoos. And he's, like, very oddly ripped. Yeah. And he, like, and he wrestles with almost nothing on. Like, he doesn't have elbow pads or knee pads. or He's one of those guys. Trunks and boots. You know what else looks nothing like they used to? If you remember... Adam Rose is like twice the size he was. Adam Rose literally looks nothing like he used to. It's kind of scary, actually, that he doesn't look anything like that. But, uh, but it was like he was like practically starving himself and was doing drugs to maintain the Adam Rose look. <laughs> whoa, uh, oh, whoa. Damn. So he was like literally committed to the gimmick because that was how he kept his body that way. 
I did like his Green Day inspired theme though. That was kind of fun. But yeah. Did you know that Justin Glory was a rosebud? In Not fact, surprised. in fact, he was a rosebud in the Adam Rose debut segment when he first came out with the rosebuds. He was he was in there. Because the last time I did a ring introduction for Justin Glory, he was like, oh, mention that I was a Rosebud. I'm like, of all your accolades, that's the one you want to talk about. All the girls have been Rosebud. Uh... Elias, Becky, Braun. Yeah, you're you're, you're Simon Simon Gotch. Strowman was the weird guy in, like, the Spartan helmet. Simon Gotch. Simon Gotch was the guy in the old school bathing suit and a fez. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then any any local wrestler when they were going to do it, they hired a handful of wrestlers, so you'll see like any indie wrestler probably did it once. By the way, I love Justin Glory's Titantron that he his the Titantron video he made for himself for Backbreakers because it's all of his WWE clips and his his NXT match. When he when he was in that six man against the Forgotten Sons, when he was something Kirsch, it was like Troy Kirsch or like Tony Kirsch, or, and I remember he was just like, "Who the hell is that?" And they're like, "Well, that's you." And one of the one of the other indie guys was Vinnie Mac, and they're they're like, "You know, you're there's no way they're gonna let you use that name, right?" <laughs> but yeah, so, but then it's also the time when he was on. He was on SmackDown. He was supposed to face Heath Slater, and Heath Slater comes out in street clothes, just beats the ever-loving shit out of him, and then just cuts an angry promo. They were Cesar R- Cesar Rice or Rise. Yes. Tori Kirsch and Tori Kirsch Mixon. Yeah, Tori Kirsch was was Glory. Yeah. And I remember I I remember laughing when their Titantron video because it was just their. It was just their three last names and like generic font with slashes in between them. <laughs> and of course, Vinny Mix, Mixon's regular name is Vinny Mac. Yes, oh, they got a whole uh, they got a whole intro out of that. They actually like they put their names up. They got music. They got an actual introduction, and then it was due unto others. And I'm like, well, we all know who's losing this one. By the way, because I haven't been watching anything mainstream, I had no idea the Forgotten Sons were on SmackDown until until that Money in the Bank pay-per-view. So, that's a thing. That's a thing I didn't know. But, Dan, what's the trivia question this week? Well, we went with well, who won Global Tag League this last year, this past year. Well, who won it the first time they did it? I don't know. How do I? I realized realized that I hadn't done it yet, so I was just like, "Hey, let's just throw that on there." <laughs> I mean, truth be told, I wouldn't know without looking it up. So, hope it's a cool team at least. Here's a bonus one. What is Justin Glory's highest position ever in a PWI 500? Uh, he's. N- I don't remember him ever talking about being on the PWI top 500 so i actually don't know he did it once and it was in 2007 that's not surprising he was on a pretty big uh he was probably at his at his best right then the late 2000s yeah 
He was 473. Good for him. Out of 500. I know Sean Carr made the list and he made a big deal about it. Hybrid Sean Carr. Well, Justin Glory is actually, like, way better than he gives himself credit for, and he needs to know that. Justin, you are way better than you give yourself credit for. Like, I know you're humble, and that's great that you're humble, but you, you really are very good. You're, all his... All of his matches make sense. He's very good with psychology, which is what he instills on his students, which is why students have some really good matches. Does he still wear the freaking marching band outfit? Uh, you mean the greatest showman outfit? Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. He did it at uh, GSW one more time because he was in the he was in the blackjack brawl. Did you watch that show? No, I have not. Oh, I put the whole thing up in the in the Facebook group. I thought maybe you would have watched it. Oh, yeah, you did. It's actually a pretty good like, show. I am rarely on Facebook, so I'll send it to you. It's a good show. Despite despite the errors and uh John getting pissed at losing losing our commentary track for one match. But that wasn't John's fault was uh i won't say whose fault it was because john's still pissed about that it wasn't snitsky's fault either it was not no so apparently if you are in line to eventually replace kevin dunn your time is being turned into a living hell would you care to elaborate on this oh it was somebody that was being groomed for it at one point and he spoke out about it and it was just like vince vince mcmahon will yell at you for every little thing and it's just awful and if anyone ever tags you as the next guy you will never get a pay rise you will never get a promotion that sounds awful talking about guys working there 10 years didn't never got a raise or promotion because at one point someone's like he's gonna be the guy that takes over kevin dunn that sounds about right and it's just awful for that person from then on this guy was like filling in whenever he wouldn't be there. Like if if, if Kevin Dunn couldn't make a TV because he was sick or anything, uh, this guy was doing the shows. No such thing of calling in sick with Vince McMahon. He doesn't put sickness over. He doesn't even like sneezing. Damn son, you got to be able to control that, pal. I know. I just I just uh, a couple days ago I watched a uh, wash slash solution to. A Q&A and it was all Cornette being asked Vince stuff and he was <laughs> confirming or denying and he confirmed 90% and the other 10% he could not confirm but he was not surprised if it would be true my favorite Vince McMahon story ever is the one that Cornette witnessed where the cable repair guy comes over to fix Vince's yes. TV he's like oh right this way there's pal no, there's no sound there's no sound he said like it's he said it's like only like 90 seconds the guy comes in the room he goes sir uh, you see this button on the remote that says mute? Oh, thanks very much, pal. And he tips him $100 bill. $100, yes. <laughs> That's my favorite, my new favorite Vince McMahon story. Or how he relentlessly shaves because he can't control his beard. So, like, he'll be, like, in he the has, limo on the way to yeah, a show. He has an electric razor in his, in, his, <laughs> in his briefcase. In his briefcase. And he, like, He's attacks his face. Ah, yeah. And they, they were telling, like, like what's Vince McMahon's, like, guilty pleasure snack? And apparently it's 
Oreos and snow cones. Oh, yeah, I heard that they're talking about. They had, like, a snow cone party, and Vince McMahon had, like, 20. <laughs> he and just kept eating. He was like, God damn, I love snow cones. <laughs> <laughs> or how he thinks pushing people in the pool is the funniest thing ever. Yes. <laughs> I want to try pushing him in the pool. But I love the story of Pat Patterson fucking with him with the... Yes, that was on there too. With the lawn lawn care guys? Yeah, Yeah, he grabs the freaking leaf blower and he's like calling him all these stereotypical Mexican names. Yo, amigo! Amigo! Por favor! (laughs) Like he's trying to speak Spanish and he's just blowing it through the hedges and blowing all the papers over. And he's like, if Vince gets up, like he's gonna go cut a promo on the guy. And as soon as he sees it's Pat, he starts belly laughing out loud. Because Pat got him. But the best part is when uh when they're when he does his Pat impression, he's like, "The fuck, you ever coming out of the house?" And he like, I could just hear Pat Patterson speaking. Yeah, that's, that. that's the story because it was those times where where he would be, they'd be in the middle of doing the month's creative meeting, which is already like an all day thing, and Vince would just disappear into the house for two hours. Yeah, I also doing God knows what. I also love the stories about when Vince got the ticket and he was basically just so annoyed that the cop was keeping him from from going about his day because he was going like 70. And then when the when the cop finally like gives him the ticket and sends him on his way, he like peels out and like hits the cop with gravel on the way out because he's just so pissed off. There was a story about him nearly killing Court Bauer. And oh yeah, he was racing. They decided him and... to just—they decided he decided he was going to race him, <laughs> and Vince McMahon was going to win, and he nearly ran him off the road into construction. <laughs> Dude, I love Vince McMahon stories. I was—they're talking about uh, like how he eats. Like whenever they would go down to the little red store in Greenwich, he would always get a turkey sandwich with light mustard on whole wheat bread. And they said he would attack the sandwich like half of it's gone in only three bites because he can't work with both hands. And he's like, and Vince doesn't view food as something to be enjoyed. It's fuel. It's fuel for the body. So he has to, he just has to eat. And then uh, how whenever they would be riding in Vince's car, he would never go to a, like JR was pissed about this. He's like, Vince would never go to a fast food restaurant. Because it's not healthy. So he'll find a Denny's and special order an egg, like an an egg white omelet with like 12 egg whites in it. He goes, when there's only two people freaking working, <laughs> he goes, so you'll be there until three in the morning because he's got to, he's got to eat healthy all the time. You know, you- and then he's roughly the size of a barge. Exactly. Or he would carry around those, uh, those bars, those power bars. That promotional crap he used to like. It's like, ah, oh, try this, pal. It's delicious. It's, it tastes just like a candy bar. It's like, no, this is sandpaper. <laughs> you guys going to try this Ico, bro? Yes, this is the best. Uh, Vince, this said Ipecac. Whoops. And now they're puking. Uh, I love Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon's stories make me happy because everybody's got them. And, everybody and put- every one of them has been proven to be true. <laughs> yes. It's just like, this is an outrageous story. There's no way this actually happened. And it's like, yes, this 100% happened. And not only did this happen, but it also happened like this. 
And they also talked about the when they, he got the cops to arrest Coach for doing the. Oh yeah, all that. Well, uh, Coach actually wrote about that in in one of those Tales from the Road stories about how. Uh, they well, got they this... even did it. They did it on that show, that animated show, or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, story time. And he's like, "Yeah, they gave me a. They gave me a this betting pool, and I'm going around collecting it." And then they're like, oh, yeah, he was made to do it, right? They made him be the one to do it. Yeah. And he said that uh, Vince basically was was doing the whole evil Mr. McMahon on him. Like, a football betting pool? We don't need the shit around the office. And, like, screaming at him and everything was an F-bomb. And then when the cops was finally arresting him, I was like, sir, are you going to help him out with anything? He goes, no, he's on his own. And I remember Coach was they like, the they do the lap. <laughs> Coach was like so upset. He's like, how? He's like, all I was thinking about was how was I going to tell my dad that I got fired for doing a betting pool? And he said, yeah, they do the lap, and they come back, and Vince has everybody outside, and he's pointing and laughing. And Coach is like, the first thing I did was was run into a room real quick to be by myself so I could cry, <laughs> just get it out of me before I went and shook Vince's hand. And <laughs> yeah, that's that. I've heard that story. That story's hysterical. And I like how people are like, oh, that's that's just how it is. That's just, that's just that's a typical rib. Get the guy arrested. Boy, that's like a classic old school rib. Yeah. And of course, Vince it's, would be all about that. Getting a couple of cops in on or something and arrest somebody. There was also <laughs> like the classic Mabel rib or whatever. Maybell rib. I heard from Cornette. It used to be like when you were in the territory days, you'd have you'd be like, you know. There's a girl on the phone from Bumfuck saying that she's pregnant and the baby. Oh yeah. It's like, God damn it. Uh some some random rat at one of the freaking spot shows. We got a lot of we get we should do a whole episode just on rib stories that we've heard. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what would be a great special? That big list of wrestling rumors, we should just go through the list and react to it. It's like it's like it's like a big ass text document and it's all supposed things that have happened in wrestling. Like some of them are are obviously true. Like it's rumored that Pat Patterson is gay. And it's like, "Oh, okay. Well, we knew that one." It's rumored that there were two Ultimate Warriors, which is not true and there never was, unless you count the Renegade and nobody counts the Renegade. <laughs> all right. So the unfortunate news that came out of this week for Ember Moon is that her Achilles injury is not rehabbing well, and she's concerned that that might actually be the end of her in-ring career, which is a real, real tough loss because I think she was on the roll of becoming a superstar, like real superstardom. She seemed like she was definitely on that path. So that's a real shame, and I hope things work out for her. Well, she's going to be part of the upcoming D&D Live event next month. That's right. One of, one of the game is gonna is all WWE people. It's the people that do their game that I like. I hear about it. I see clips about it, but I have not, I have not seen a single episode of, and I probably should. But it's like it's Xavier Woods and it's Alexa, Ember, Dio Madden, uh, and I think someone else. That's pretty cool. Like, and it's like they record them and put them on YouTube and stuff, but I've never seen one, and I need to. Because I, I am into that shit. Uh, Zach Wentz and Kimberly got married. So there's some impact news for you. There you go. By the way, uh, 
JT Dunn briefly dated Kimberly. Actually, he dated her for a while, I think. He also dated Shelly Martinez. I'm not sure why either of those relationships ended, but I know his relationship he's in now, he's happy, so that's good. So congrats to them. Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Bliss Breeze, Madden, Moon, and Xavier Woods are going to be DM'd by Jeremy Crawford, rules designer for Dungeons & Dragons. That's awesome. So, the cease and desist that were sent to Cash and Dax over the revolt name, of course, Cash and Dax, the former revival, because Caleb Conley used it in the indies. Yeah, I don't know, like, I haven't even really found, like, an article about it or anything, but I heard about it from a few people. So, but, yeah, yeah, that's kind of, I, I guess I'm assuming he's got it copyrighted. Yeah, he's got to. Because otherwise he's just wasting time and money, I guess. And then, of course, we have to talk about the uh, the dark side of this week's episode. So, first off, um, everybody by this point has heard the news of the passing of Shad Gaspard from Crime Time. As the story goes, he was swimming with his son out in Venice Beach, California. A strong riptide pulled him and his son and a few other swimmers out Rescue workers did get on the scene pretty quickly and were able to rescue his son. In fact, that's when they got to him, he was actually screaming, no, save my son, save my son. And the other swimmers made it back. Unfortunately for Shad, he did not. And his body turned up two days later on the shore and was confirmed to be him. That's a very dismal story, but I do want to point out that Shad did go out as a hero. His last act was to make sure his son was safe, and that's something that he should be commended for. And there's already a petition online to try to get Shad Gaspard to get the next recipient of the Warrior Award. And I fully support that. And if I see that petition again, I am going to sign it. I think that's a fantastic idea. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, what well, word is that like four or five years ago he stopped like a possible shooting it was a fake gun but he's you know doesn't mean the, the, the terror for the moment <laughs> isn't any less real sure sure and he stopped and he uh, stopped the person but uh, like, all of all of my friends who've worked with him or have done shows with him or wrestled him have all said that him and JTG are absolute stand up guys that's a real Real shame and real loss to the wrestling world. So, and then uh, Dark Side of the Ring season finale on Owen Hart. Wow, did you see this episode, Dan? I have seen zero episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. Okay, so this is one of the first times that Martha Hart and Oge Hart, as well as their daughter, I apologize, I forget her name off the top of my head. But uh, they all kind of spoke out about it, and it confirms what we've all suspected, that no, they will never allow WWE to put Owen in their Hall of Fame because they associate the company with his death and will not allow him to allow them to glorify his name when they took him out of this world. That's exactly... Martha feels that way, and so does Oge. I saw a thing from Oge saying, you know, we started a, a non-profit to help people, and there's more to Owen than how he died. Exactly. And all the people that he helped during his life and all the people that, that has been helped in his name since. I think a lot of the story uh, had never really come out before, like how uh, 
you know, this the, the, the carabiner that they used was really faulty because they want to, people just didn't take care. It wasn't safe. The accident was completely preventable. You know, they even say that, uh, like, even they're interviewing Cornette, and even he breaks down and starts to cry when he talks about how his la- Owen's last action, like, as Jimmy Corderas was the referee for that match, and he was in the ring when Owen fell. And he said, uh, you know, something... Like, like Owen was screaming, get out of the way on his way down, because even then he still wanted to make sure nobody else was, wasn't hurt. It's such a terrible, terrible story. And like they show the, you know, they show the police footage of what happened and how basically everybody agrees the show should not have continued and how like Godfather was saying how he just, he just stood there stunned and he's him and D'Lo both have that memory of Owen's body being wheeled past them, just singed into their brains. Of how it makes me think, feel like D- poor D'Lo has dealt with a lot in his career, between the draws incident and between seeing Owen like that. That's a lot to carry. I really feel bad for him. It was mm-hmm. just such a, and then they talk about how like WWE attempted to counter sue for breach of contract, like they were just so cold and heartless about it. And how, yes, they settled, there was a settlement, but Martha didn't want a settlement. It wasn't about money. She wanted justice for what happened. And they show, like, the clip of Vince where the lady's, like, trying to question him. He's like, I resent your tone. He's being all rude about it. And I'm sure there's some creative liberties that were taken to tell that narrative. But at the same time, you you realize just how... It was a stupid thing, and it was completely preventable, and how everybody says Owen really didn't want to do it, but because he was such a company guy and didn't want to upset anybody. He'd also been turning them down for storyline ideas lately, too. They claimed they were going to make him the guy, the Canadian hero. That was the rumor I'd always heard that he was about, like, by the end of the year, he was going to be champion. And then he died, so then Triple H got that spot. Well, they always talk about, like, this new crop that, of talent that came through, and they're just like, you know, just imagine how how many guys came right after that Owen would have had a huge career resurgence with because you would have had Edge and Christian and Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle and all these... And Eddie and Benoit. And Eddie and Benoit, yeah, Malenko. All these huge talents that came over and were incredible workers that would have that would have done it right there. And imagine Owen Hart, head trainer at the Performance Center. Well, they say he wanted to get out of wrestling. He he wanted to uh, he wanted to get out in a couple of years and just and just be a parent and get like a blue collar job just to be home. He always said family. Like they even said he actually canceled a house show appearance because he said he was gonna hang out with his son. And he said, "Nope, family comes first. And he said, it, and he never cared what the consequences of that were. And I, I kind of feel like if he was still around today, there'd be more people who would be able to put family first instead of... Because uh, I've heard all kinds of stories about people getting punished for stuff. Like like Jericho wrote in his book about how he decided to spend an extra day with his family and not take the flight out that night so he could be at his kid's first birthday party. And then the next day there was a full-fledged hurricane. And they were like, you know, you should have left when we told you to. And he said... And Vince is like, I'm going to find you. And Jericho's like, well, fine, find me. He goes, oh, and while you're at it, double it, because I'm going to be at my kid's second birthday, too. So you might as well just find me now and keep that and keep the money. So there you go. Yeah, and, and, and then people wonder, under 
wonder why some wrestlers never want to go work for WWE. Shocking, right? I would always, like, through these last 22, 23 years, I'd always pictured, if I started wrestling now, where would I go? And what would I, like, you know, where would I go to get trained? Where would I... Dr. Tom Pritchard. Where would I tame to go? you know, aim to go. And it has been 20, it has been nearly almost all that time since I have wanted to go to WWE in that scenario. Yeah. I I think new Japan would be the goal. AEW would be the American goal now, but I think new Japan would be the goal. I would try to go to their dojo, and if I couldn't, I would try to go probably get trained at Chikara. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, So real quick, before we get to the interaction and the the game and the Q&A, I want to give some shout-outs to our patrons. If you are in certain tiers, you get shout-outs on this show. To Glenn Kukan, Randy Moyer, Jeff Trelowitz, Jay Winger, and Adrian Cotton, we thank you for your continued patronage and affiliation with CKCC Radio. Uh, This week's interaction, I reached out on Facebook and asked people to give me their opinions of wrestlers who you felt were overrated, inspired by Ref Matt Derline's tournament of overrated wrestlers, which the finale came down to Alberto Del Rio versus Goldberg, both of which would be solid choices. I think that Del Rio was a solid enough worker, but in WWE he was undeserving of his push because he just was not exciting to watch. I feel like he was really fun to watch in Impact and Lucha Underground, so I really don't understand what his issue was. Uh, Goldberg, I've always felt was overrated. WWE is soul crushing. Probably. (laughs) Well, Goldberg, I've always felt was overrated, but at least with Goldberg. He was protected, so his push could be t- considered justified, but uh, Goldberg never did a damn thing for me. Of course, you all know who I think the most overrated wrestler of all time was, and that's the Ultimate Warrior. Because, my God, he was freaking awful, but they pushed him because he was a big muscle-bound guy and they wanted a new Hulk Hogan. I just, like, I turned on Goldberg pretty quick because I was like, yeah, he never gets hurt because he can't fucking wrestle. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he can't be, he can't be getting beat up in a match because he fucking doesn't know how to get beat up in a match. Who's your overrated? Is it uh, Johnny Ace? I don't think that guy is... Is rated? rated. He's not rated. (laughs) He's not even rated. Johnny Ace. Yeah. I mean, he's been so long since he last wrestled regular. I mean... That's true, yeah. Das true. Alrighty. So here's what here's what some people said. Uh, community member Chris Wright said, Alberto Del Rio, a bland, boring, generic character given way too much. And in WWE, that was true. Uh, Jeff Trelowitz jumps in, and he says, Baron Corbin... Pretty bland on the microphone and no matches that truly jump out to me as good. There's a reason for that, Jeff. He hasn't had a good match. 
Baron Corbin has not had a good match in anything I have seen. NXT, main roster, nothing. I think he's freaking terrible. Definitely undeserving. Uh, Patron Randy Moyer, of course, says the ultimate warrior. Uh, Good look, but in-ring work was terrible. He couldn't cut a promo, was an asshole to everyone, and a terrible human being who had his bigoted past completely whitewashed by the WWE. That is true. Considering, like, one of the things they, they, like, buried him in 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 self-destruction was that time he wore a hat. Oh, yeah. They wore a baseball cap. I get that's a thing, but, like, damn, (laughs) you guys are just trying to bury anything. (laughs) Never wear a hat. Goddamn, guy wore a hat to the ring, and then he pointed it out in his promo. I was like, no, let's be more angry about the fact that, like, he blew himself up before every match. So even even in his not good, you know, even in his limited capacity, he's even more limited because he can't breathe now. Or take over like the time he held Vince up for more money, like fuck that, like yeah, that that's one to 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 dwell on. That's the famous "I couldn't wait to fire him" line. Yeah, I couldn't wait to fire him. He fired him as soon as he came back from the match. He's um, like, oh yeah, we're giving you a fat paycheck for this fucking SummerSlam, but you're not working here again. He's an old friend. You you remember Roman Roman Starman? Roman Starman. Yes, sir. He says, Paige, never captured my enthusiasm once. I thought she was so-so on the mic, and her wrestling wasn't anything to write home about. I never saw what others see in her. I have actually heard that a couple times, that people I've thought Paige was... a few times. Yeah. Too. But I disagree. I definitely disagree, but I'm not saying that I haven't heard it. Uh, here's a good one from Holly Ann, who I've actually, she was part of our New Orleans trip for Mr. Mark Adams' birthday. She worked with me at Harry Potter. She has a good one. Bobby Lashley. When he came back, my fiance and I both loudly groaned. He's stiff both in ring and on mic. Other than his muscles, I can't figure out what he has to offer. Dude, that's another one. Bobby Lashley was actually pretty cool to watch in TNA. I don't know why this company doesn't know what to do with him. It's black. That's not. That's not it. That's not it. There's. Um, there's Shelton. There's, there's Shelton. The Rock, who's only half black. Um, there's. Yeah, I know it's. Uh... But yeah. Kofi was champ for like five six months. Then, uh, then again, there's two champs. So when you're a world champion in WWE, you're actually half of a champion. Lissai. <clears throat> uh, from Will Man, if that is his real name, it's not. Mm. I gotta go with Braun Strowman. I'm sorry, he fits the typical prototype of what Vince feels a wrestler should look like. There are many other people on the roster much more deserving of a push. When Strowman first debuted, I would have agreed with this. He's fucking awful. But 
I like him now. I don't think I think he's body wise, but I don't think he's hair and stuff wise. I don't think. Yeah. You know, you know who Vince McMahon wants. Vince McMahon. True. But with wrestling skill. <laughs> but I won't read the rest of his comment because he tries to be lame with his his little puns on on people, and that's just lame stuff. Uh, from Russell Wright, member of the community, Kelly Kelly. She was just a blonde model that got Vince's dick hard. She had no charisma, sucked on the mic, and was shit in the ring. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, also, famous moment, Kelly Kelly moment. She was randomly on Raw one week. And the entire segment was for her to say, Oh, yeah, I got traded to Raw. Segment goes like this. Girl backstage. Kelly, why are you here? Kelly Kelly stands there, looks at the camera, practically just squeaking, doesn't say anything. Other girl says, did you get traded or something? Kelly Kelly says nothing, looks at at the camera. Good God. Tries to feed her again. (laughs) Kelly Kelly, it's late. Looks at the camera. Yeah. Kelly Kelly was freaking awful. And when she went into Raw, she was already in there for over a year. She's terrible. Totally get it. Maybe even two years. All you had to say is I got traded to Raw. I am on Raw now. That's why I'm here at Raw, because I am on Raw. Uh, I, I would tell you what Bobby G said, but... I think you've already guessed. They're going to have a cross on Kevin Owens. Cats and shirts. Also, you never saw anything in Randy Orton. Yeah, well, there's somebody that wrote a missive about Randy Orton later, so... Yeah, well, we're not reading that. Uh, Jay Winger of the Board to Death Vinchcast, which I can now say, patron and podcaster. He, he went with Charlotte Flair... I won't deny she's talented, but I feel she gets pushed and given accolades well ahead of other deserving people simply because of her father. And that's something we've been echoing on this show for a long time. It's always careful to be like, no, she's good. She is one of their best. But there are other really great women there. Yeah, there really are. Uh, Mickey O'Reilly wrote a novel about Randy Orton. So I asked for the TLDR version, and it was basically... Overrated since day one, benefited massively from being pushed over the moon, and constantly and wrestling in his prime in a very weak wrestling era. Okay. Yeah, I can't... I'm not reading your whole thing. I'm sure it's very passionate, but I I can't do it. Michael Vaughn wrote a paragraph, but I'll just kind of... Basically, he... uh, Basically, he picks Baron Corbin, JBL, John Cena... Ken Shamrock, Goldberg, Rob Van Dam. And he gives reasons for each one, but there's a lot to read here. The last one was from community member Stephen Arthur, who just said that Ricochet does nothing for him. Aside from the front flip to Velveteen Dream, there's nothing I find memorable about him. Despite how athletic he is, there are so many other wrestlers I'd prefer to watch. And that's actually a common complaint I've heard about Ricochet is he's all spots, no psychology. Although I do think he put some decent psychology in there. He is know, mostly that, that a spot. That sounds like what WWE does with him, and not like what yeah. he's ended. 
Pretty much, yeah. Uh, let's answer some questions this week from Adrian Cotton, mm. a patron and published author. Yeah, you can get his book and and merch based on his book and get the merch. Joke poster. Chaotic Styler, redbubble.com. Is perception taking the fun out of wrestling? And the example I'll use is one, two, three, kid defeating Razor Ramon. I somewhat feel like people would dump on it and feel like they were burying Razor. I agree. I think that uh, I I don't think we have enough moments like that in wrestling in the modern era, and I think a lot of that has to do with the internet age. And I think, and I'm actually after all this time, super okay with it because he caught him real quick and he got right up and he ran after him. What's funny is that they'll do that in modern in modern wrestling now. People will get caught and they're just like, no, he, he buried him because he lost so quickly. And well, they don't do anything like where he chased him after the match. Like, Kofi Kingston gets caught by Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston's dead now. I mean, right? There's, there's no like him getting that heat back. Even the next week, they don't even fucking mention it. Yeah, and that's a good example there. But uh... whereas that was the story was, oh, he caught this guy, he's an Intercontinental Champion, and freaking hasn't lost in like a year or whatever, and he caught him, and he got pissed at him, and now they're doing a program. Uh, so yeah, I, I do feel that people would have dumped on it today, and that's but they'll, 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 yeah, people would still dump it today, part, even though it made sense. Yeah, that's part of the problem of the part of the problem of the internet age. Uh, from Randy Destroyer Moya, I always love Destroyer Moya. It's his Twitter handle. Uh, ratings continue to be lackluster during the pandemic, with crowdless shows like Raw setting new lows almost weekly. Do you think ratings will eventually start swinging upward once crowds come back? Yes. They'll go up. Because there are a lot of people who aren't watching because they can't deal with the empty arena shows. And there's a lot of stagnance going on because even though they're attempting to forward storylines, there's only so much you can do without the crowd there to to aid. Yes, I do think ratings will be going up again. Uh, from Russell Wright. You have been asked to give six new topics for the new season of Dark Side of the Ring. What topics would you like to see covered? I saw a Twitter thread about this, and there were some good ones that I agreed with. Um, there was Axel Rotten. That one would be probably pretty rough. Uh, Brian Pillman was a big one that came up. I'd be really interested in that. Louis Spicoli. Um, I would enjoy seeing a more detailed thing about draws, but they've covered it pretty nicely on the uh, Brawl for All episode, and I don't really know if there's anything else they could cover there. Uh, what do you think, Dan? What are some... I mean, we already covered Bruiser Brody, which was a big one, and we got the Dino Bravo story. Well, I want to see stuff more like that. Uh, Brawl for All one, where it's covering, like, an event and not just a person or whatever, so I would be like, uh... I don't know, like... The last days of Russo and the first days of Russo. Uh, they could do a whole thing on Jim Hurd. 
his last days in WWF, his first days in WCW, when they realized, oh, wait. <laughs> uh, like, uh, like, what happened at that match at the beach? What about, uh, I'm trying to think of some other, like, what about the invasion? I would yeah. love to see a whole episode on the invasion and just how yeah, they horribly botched it was. That shit. They could, yeah. Um, trying to think, like any like real old school stuff. What about like an in depth look at what a scumbag Moolah and May Young were? Uh, they did a Moolah episode in the first that, season yeah. about her uh, basically abusing the girls, and no they one. they talked to a couple of them. Uh, so yeah, that would. And, and we've all heard those stories about being scumbags. Um, ah, oh geez, there there really are a lot. Did they do a WCCW one? I know they did Gino, but did they do like the overarching like? They did the, no. They WWE did. We did the WCCW one, but like I mean, like them doing it. They did Herb Abrams in the UWF, but yeah, but yeah, no, they haven't done a whole world class. That would be a good one. It's about world class. I'm about um, how about like a look at specific territory or territory, one or two territories, right when Vince took everybody. So yeah. like, look at AWA, like right in that transition. What about uh, what about Hey Abusa? Oh, that would be like Hayabusa's uh, paralyzation and then later death. And then he got to do Masawa's yeah. death. Yeah, they could do could do a lot of stuff there. Uh, of course, like Masawa's death is just going to be like, he, he took a bump bad and that could happen to anybody at any point. <laughs> and that is the reality of wrestling, folks. Anybody is one inch on a bad bump from being either dead or unable to walk again. And there's other paralyzation stories, but you can do a lot of stuff about indie wrestling and issues there. But yeah, there's there's a ton of topics. Um, scumbag you could do a lot of a lot of scumbag stories. Um, last question from Matt Hardman, another potential future CKCC radio podcaster. After I being... mean, you're on it because NASCAR's back, baby. Yeah, it is. Let's get They're that. They're wearing podcast. masks and there's no fans, but it's back, baby. Yeah, let's get that. Let's get that going here, Matt. I know you're listening. Uh, after the unfortunate events this week, I've seen a groundswell of people suggesting Shad could get the Warrior Award once they do the Hall of Fame. What do you guys think? I actually touched on that earlier. And yes, and I think... The one, the one that gets it, that, that, that takes it? That's the one who should get it. Exactly. 100% agree with that. Why are they going to give the Warrior Award to someone? And I was like, oh, wait, like the first one was Connor, who was dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. There's a precedent there. So let's uh let's go ahead and do it, dude. I wanna award some points or possibly what? 
So points or consequences, man. Oh, that, oh, I forgot about that. There was a game this week? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was celeb-endorsed snack foods. And that you're... It was one and done, and then you're not supposed to give any spiel. You just gotta give the person in the item. Yeah, I didn't want... Uh, that always drives me nuts when I when I go for something like this, and people are like, oh, here's a, here's a tagline and a description of what it is. And it's like, if you have to describe what it is, then it's not good. Anyway, here we go. Yes, sir. Dennis Rodman's Pretzel Rodzilla. Nice. Clever pun. I like that. Pretzel Rod. You just see the... I wonder if they're going to be multicolored like his hair. Oh, maybe. Ugh. I don't know if I'd like that. Uh, that's points. All right. That's points. I'll also tell. I will also tell you if I would consume the snack. And in this case, uh, yes, because I like Pretzel Rods. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's regular Pretzel Rods. Right. Elon Musk's Musk Juice. Ugh. Uh, you get points, but would not consume. That sounds awful. I also feel like that might electrocute me. I don't know, maybe. Or it'll invigorate you. Harvey Weinstein's Salty and Sour Surprise. <laughs> Negative 10 out of 10 would not consume. <coughs> oh, my well, God. Well, if you want to get in this movie, you better consume. Uh-uh. No, I'll pass. That's points, though. Our next one is Mike Tyson's Ear Jerky. Oh. Oh, God. Is it just, like, human ears that have been yeah. turned into jerky? That's been, it's been 22 years. <laughs> Oh, not even they're fresh. Gonna, they're going to Africa and they're fighting again, brother. <laughs> oh yeah, they're doing the they're doing the charity deal. Tyson Holyfield three. Tyson and Holyfield. Tyson and Holyfield. Yeah, uh, would not eat, but you get points. It's ear jerky. I eat your children. I eat the children. I eat your children. Praise be Allah. Mark Cuban's shark bites. Cuban sharks. Ah, that's good. That's points. I don't know what those would be, though. Would those be pieces of shark? I don't know. Or are they like fruit snacks that look... Oh, my... Are they street sharks? Remember street Um, sharks? (laughs) Yes, and the biker mice from Mars. So I... I, Might as well say it now. I've decided I'm going to go forward with... uh, Super Nintendo Melee on the YouTube channel again and focus on Super Nintendo because those games are way more fun to play than the simplistic NES games. And mm-hmm. yeah, we got to uh, gotta, gotta make that happen. And there is totally a Biker Mice from Mars game. But I don't, be- I don't believe there's a Street Sharks game. But we'll see when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe there'll be some tapings this weekend. It is Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. I plan on streaming most of it and you are planning on streaming some of it too so we'll work out a schedule because we got to get those by the way if anybody out there has a twitch channel please subscribe we're very very close to getting reaching the next step four people away four followers away yes do it and then we also also need to get five people chatting at the same time oh we can arrange that 
We'll, uh... So, like, so, yeah. We'll we'll just we'll just find a couple of people and then you can do like a TEW stream or something and we'll uh we'll we'll all help you book and then we'll we'll watch our show come to life and see. How That's what I've been doing. I've been doing some. I've been uh, having the people that show up help book. That'll be fun. I'll I'll be down for that. We'll we'll work out a schedule. Our next one is Michael J. Fox's Parkinson shakes. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, you already know that's an earmark. Yeah, I totally smitten into that already. <laughs> God damn it. Uh are you ready? Are you, I, have, I have would. Been cleansed? I'm fine. I would. I would absolutely consume that. By the way, because I know it would be well shook. Oh, God damn it. All right, next one: Duke Silver's Smooth Beats. Ooh, good reference too. We actually just watched an episode of Parks and Rec last night. We did like we did the randomization, and it picked the Johnny Karate Super Fun Time. It's one of the last episodes. <laughs> yeah. With John Cena in the dunk tank. And uh, Duke Silver does his slow jams rendition of Kung Fu fighting with Donna singing. Uh, I have discovered recently, recently like since I moved to Lancaster, thanks to my wife's encouragement, that I enjoy the taste of pickled beets. So if these are pickled beets, 10 out of 10 would consume because they are amazing. Um, I my grandfather used to pickle eggs with beet juice in there, and there would be like a beet or two in there too. Uh, that sounds really good. I would try that. It would just be it would be beet. You would get like a can of beets. You would empty the juice, put like two or three in there, and then vinegar, and then pop in your eggs, and nice. let it sit for a few days. Turn the eggs purple. It's pretty good. Anyway. I'm just guessing they're getting points. They're getting points for the reference and the fact that I would consume. So good job. All right. Our next one is Cosby's Pudding in the Cell. little on the nose, but I mean, I would definitely eat that pudding because I have trouble falling asleep and I know that that would knock me right out. So points. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, come on. You know that's true. Pudding. There's a little bit. That really sucks. I used to really like Bill Cosby. That really sucks. Uh, Yes. Well, hey, it's you know what? (laughs) The fortunate, unfortunate thing is you can get his records dirt cheap now because people don't want them. And I'm like, well, I am a fan of his work. I am not a fan of him as a human being anymore, but I'm a fan of his work. Oh, his comedy's good. I'm not. I'm and not I will buy that. that double album for two dollars. Thank you very much. There you go. Do you have? I any... mean, he's not. He's not seen any money from this bitch. This is like third hand. Do you have any Cosby on vinyl? Because I know you got a big vinyl collection. I do. I have two records of. That's him. awesome. One is called "Why Is There Air." Because he's talking about how his wife is like a philosophy mate, was a philosophy major. And he's like, you're going to ask questions like, why is there air? Why is there air? And then another one's a double, it's a double album. And it's like two shows he did 
one night where he just fucking riffed for an hour both shows. That's actually pretty cool. And it's like double album. All right. Let's move on from like, Cosby. It's like all crowd work. Let's move on from Cosby. Ooh. And, and and his uh his sleep assisted puddings. Michael Jordan's chocolate balls. Oh my god. Are they the size of basketballs? Suck on his chocolate salted balls. Oh my god. They remind me of those giant jawbreakers from Ed and Nettie. It's that jawbreakers. <laughs> the literal jawbreakers. Kick your enough of Oh God! Yeah, give him points. Seems like a couple people were uh, inspired by the Bulls documentary that ended last last weekend. Our next one is Snoop Dogg's Chronic Cookies. Yes, they're probably dry as hell because I can attest from the fact that I've been to Amsterdam that that muffin was dry as shit. But uh, very relaxing. I would try some of those cookies. I had a dream last night that I had a brownie. Oh, I could go for a brownie. God damn it. I've never done it in real life, so nothing happened in my dream. They're like, here's a brownie, buddy. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I get it. You remember the Chappelle show when they did the uh, the Mad Real World? All the black guys in the house and then the white one, one white guy named Chad? And he brings his dad to visit, and his dad's like, look, guys, I made brownies. And the one guy just leans forward and goes, does it got weed in them? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I would totally try some of Snoop Dogg's cookies. His chronic cookies? Hell yeah. I'd try that. We are now at the Chase Owens. Owens, All right, final five. Let's go. <laughs> Joe Exotic's Big Cat Bar. Of course. We got to get one of those references in. Take your points and go. I still haven't watched and will never. I've decided- hey guys, I thought we were post-Joe Exotic at this point. Nah. He was beginning of, of quarantine. We are now in the final stages of quarantine. Yeah, it's still starting to As re-open. a matter of fact, next week my mother and grandmother have a hair appointment. We're all going to look back on this and be like, oh, remember when that was a thing? <laughs> but yes. Yeah, nope. Still haven't watched, don't plan to, because I just... I, at this point, I can't, so. Our next one is O.J. Simpson's Killer Blood Orange Juice Pops. Jesus Christ. Killer Blood Orange. Good God. I mean, yes, I would definitely consume them, but... <laughs> it depends. It depends on the... If they actually are blood oranges, or if there's oranges with blood. Would be a big difference. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that's points. Sam Elliott is releasing the Stranger Susperilla Hard Candy. <laughs> that's good. That's points. Also, I would consume those. Stranger Sasparilla Stranger Sasparilla's Hard Candies. Therefore, tough. <laughs> that's a good one. Penultimate entry. Adam Sandler's final form extra crispy chips may cause bad gas. What the fuck was that? Oh my god. I just facepalmed. I just want you to know that. 
Adam. I, what I saw when I copied and pasted it, I was like, ugh, and I did, I ugged it twice. <sighs> Read that one again. Adam Sandler's final form. Terrible. Extra crispy chips. God damn may it. cause bad gas. Motherfucker. Tell Ellis he can have his fucking points. Even though he kind of made a rules violation. Which was the rules violation? Because he, he added may cause bad gas. Just give him his fucking points. Just get, tell him to go away. Tell God, him to go away. God damn it. Yes, for new listeners, Ellis is a douchebag. <laughs> Ellis is anti-Semitic. No, he's really not. He's just he's just the ultimate. No, Goldberg is his favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah, actually. After we just read about like three people hating Goldberg. <laughs> No, Ellis is just a, he he's he's he always goes for the offensive joke. Dude, new listeners don't know who Ellis is. We're going to have to have him on an episode. Oh, fuck no. Oh, no, no this is happening. <laughs> I I've said it. It's happening. <laughs> no, I play D&D with him once a week. It's enough. <laughs> uh, what's the next week you plan on missing <laughs> for this show? Cuz I'll have him on then. You tell me when Ellis is coming on and I will miss that week. <laughs> God, just me and Ellis for two hours. Just we, there will be there will be maybe maybe no twenty con, no content no content in those two hours. We might get at least twenty minutes of actual wrestling talk in, but the rest of it's just going to be bad jokes. And his his son's awesome, but I have a feeling he'll cameo more than once. Depends. He's actually been very good recently. That's good to know. At not being, <clears throat> I'm guessing that. He's getting better at being a kid, and they're getting better at being parents. I mean, isn't that the way it goes, right? They've also had quarantine experience. So, well, yeah, I mean, that, that, I think that I think that's like the big thing right now is because it used to be Ellis would work all day, come home, and an hour later it was D and D. An hour or two later it was D and D time, and he's still in daddy's home mode. Whereas now they're together all day, and he's probably okay with dad going to a room by himself for two and a half hours. I would imagine. Especially when it's around bedtime. Anyway, except for the final entry. Go for it. It's Danny DeVito's rum ham slices. <laughs> yeah, points. Uh, that was a good game. Everybody came through. I know I only had one earmark, and you can go ahead and award that the win. The, mm-hmm. the Parkinson shakes, which was fucking awful, but I laughed. And I hate, I hate, I laughed. I hate that I laughed. And yet here we are. <laughs> and then you laughed for quite a while. I had yeah, to wait yeah. for you to calm down and, and, and reset before I read the next one entry. Well, your winner is Jeff Trollowitz. Good job, Jeff. Good, good job, Jeff. And Don Mario has resumed his responsibilities of being last. Of course he has. After a couple of straight weeks of being in the middle. <laughs> My favorite is when I'm gathering up the game, and it says Don, and like I'm, it's like exactly eight o'clock, and there's Don's entry, and it says posted two minutes ago. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you really went for the buzzer. Oh boy. Well, this has been a very very fun episode, and we actually did a lot more. We we did a lot more um, out of the out of the box talk 
to make up for the fact that we didn't have a lot of wrestling news to discuss, and we actually ended up recording a pretty decent amount here, so maybe we should go on more tangents more often. So, you're welcome. Hey, let me say you're welcome. There's gonna be a Moana sequel. Well, there is. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so thank you to everybody who continues to tune in. You now have lots and lots of different places to uh, to listen to us, which is awesome. Um, you definitely need to keep sharing us out there. However you're listening is okay with us, but please make sure, no matter what you guys do, that you share and share and share. If you share the Podbean link, share the Spotify link, share the Apple link, share something. Get this podcast out there because our listenership is actually really starting to rise. And the more we get, the bigger the show gets, the better it'll be for everybody. If you'd like to be part of the community, Club Kayfabe, the home of true wrestling fans, the Facebook group, you can access it by simply searching for Club Kayfabe. It is a closed group. You do have to approve of the rules, but once you do, you are in. As long as you're not a douchebag, you'll be in for life. For 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 life. And of course And of course, please follow CKCC Radio on Facebook and Twitter. Like the page and follow the Twitter account. That's big, big time help there. And uh <clears throat> my wife has talked about helping us get onto the Instagram machine. I think we should do that too. But uh Three-day weekend coming up. I'll try to enjoy that. And I hope you guys enjoyed the Vince McMahon story edition of, uh, <laughs> that uh, of the podcast. And before we tune out, uh, breaking news. Patrick Ewing is in the hospital with the coronavirus. God damn. I know. That's, uh, is he here still? No, wait. He went to a different team a few years ago. So, Yeah. Alrighty, that basically does it for this week. Thank y'all, and we'll see you next time.